Good morning. It's good to be with you as we continue in our time in Acts today. Uh, today we're seeing, um, as you may remember last week or yesterday rather, um, things started kind of going bad to Paul. You know, he, he told him he's going to Jerusalem. Uh, he knew what awaited him. And, and now we begin to see this shift, as we mentioned last week, that moving forward, Paul's going to be in custody for the rest of his life. Um, from now to the rest of till he is martyred, Paul is in custody by some group, Jewish, Roman, someone. So today we see Paul uh, really begin this process. We see Paul begin to make a defense for himself. And one of the things you're going to see with Paul, which I love, uh, Paul uses every opportunity he has because of his controversy, for lack of a word, to point folks to Jesus. So we're going to see that process start today. So let's start with uh, chapter 21. We're going to read chapter 21, verse 37, into chapter 22, verse 5. So that's Acts 21, verse 37, into chapter 22, verse 5. Just as Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, may I say something to you? The tribune replied, do you know Greek? Then you are not the Egyptian who recently stirred up a revolt and led 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness. Paul replied, I am a Jew from Tarsus of Sicilia, a citizen of, of an important city. I beg you, let me speak to the people. When he had given them permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned for the people to be silent, for silence. And there began a, became a great hush. He addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, Brothers and sisters, Listen to the defense that I now make before you. When they heard him addressing them in Hebrew, he, they became even more quiet. They said, I am a Jew, born of Tarsus in Sicilia, but brought up in the city at the feet of Gamalia, Gamalia, educated strictly according to our ancestral law, being zealous for God, just as all you are today. I persecuted this way up to the point of death by binding both men and women and putting them in prison. As the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me, from then on, I also received letters to the brothers in Damascus, and I went there in order to bind those who were there and bring them back to Jerusalem for punishment. Okay, so Paul is going to begin now telling his story. We're going to see starting tomorrow, he's going to do something we're going to see several times throughout the rest of the book of Acts. Paul is going to tell his testimony or tell his story. Um, by the way, I love the little details here. I love what it says um, in verse 38. Then you are not the Egyptian who recently stirred up a revolt and led 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? Okay, I want to know more about that story. <laughs> I want to know more about this Egyptian with his 4,000 assassins that are just out in the wilderness somewhere. The Bible the Bible always has these little beautiful um beautiful little beautiful or moments to me so i'm gonna i'm gonna part of my task today is i want to take some time and i want to read about these these four thousand assassins and what that's about um but do you see here the brilliance of paul and do you see why god chose paul and why god is using paul because we see a shift here so he said it makes clear in the first section the chapter 38 i'm sorry the chapter 21 section that Paul is speaking in Greek, meaning that that took the Roman soldiers back. I mean, I took. I mean, I, I took the the the, the uh, took them back. He's speaking in Greek, um, in that um, he's educated. He's not just some guy. He speaks in Greek. But then, the end of twenty one, shifting into twenty two, 
Notice it says it twice. In uh, verse 40, he addressed them in the Hebrew language. Verse 2 of chapter 22, they addressed him in, the he in Hebrew. We see that Paul shifts from Greek to Hebrew like that so quickly. Showing Paul's level of education. He says here that I was educated at the feet of Gamaliel, one of the great leaders of the of the Jewish faith. We see that he references his credentials. I, I was persecuted. I persecuted the, the Christians. I was educated here. I was zealous. I, I the high priest and the whole council, verse five, as the high priest, and the whole council can testify. I did these things. Paul is laying out, uh, you know, I guess when you apply for a job, you have your cover letter. Uh, Paul's laying out his cover letter for the people. Paul does that. Paul does that with Romans. Romans is kind of his cover letter to the Roman church, if you will. It's his resume is saying, hey, I know what I'm talking about. Pretty smart guy here. Um, we see here Paul saying, hey, I, I know my stuff. He impresses both the soldiers with his use of Greek and then the people with his use of Hebrew. We see Paul here is not just some run-of-the-mill guy. But Paul has a, an intelligence and an ability to do these things. And we see that he was probably just the right person to bridge that divide between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. So we see here that he has the respect of the Jewish believers because of his education, because of his use of Hebrew because of how he was trained, because of what he did, because of the fact that he was a Jew. He had their respect, and they admired him. But then he also had the respect of the Gentile Christians because he came to them. He was he was a Roman citizen. He he had their respect, and, and, and he took the good news to them. So we see that Paul was this unique blend there that could bridge this divide here to allow these two groups to work together in the early church. Um, Paul was placed in a time or in a space to do something that only he could do. Um, I think that's a good thing for us to ponder in our lives. Paul was where he needed to be for a specific thing that God needed him to do. I truly believe it's by no accident that you are where you are in your life now. I believe that God has you where he has you for some great purpose. Now, listen, let me let me be clear that saying God has you where he has you for this moment, it doesn't necessarily mean that in this moment now that you're going to achieve some great success or that everything's going to go perfect or that everything's going to be just right. It, do, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that everything's going to go great. Maybe the reason and the purpose behind where you are is so that you can learn. Paul had to learn a lot. Paul had to be taught a lot. There was a lot that had to have happened in Paul's life to get him to this point. Perhaps the purpose behind where you are right now in your life, in your work, in your family, in your faith is for you to learn something. This may be a learning opportunity or a learning moment for you to really grow in some area. So maybe God is using the growth that you're experiencing now to help you be faithful in the future. I think of something my Dear friend Steve Castile said to me recently, you know, you weren't the person then that you are now. So you can't judge your actions then by who you are now. That's that stuck with me a lot. 
you may be in this moment now in the crucible being formed to become the person God needs you to be in the future. But then again, maybe God has formed you. I mean, well, God always forms us. It's not like his formation of us is ever complete. But maybe God has had you in the crucible. And maybe you've gone through those moments and those pressures and those trials. And maybe you have come out now the person that you are. So maybe now God has you ready for action. Maybe there's some task that God has before you. Maybe there's something uh, from your experiences, as Paul details here, his all of his experiences. Maybe there's something that God has done in you and through you and for you that is now ready to be used for the building up of the kingdom of God. So maybe that's where you are. So I think for us, it's important for us in our life to take a moment and just figure out where we are. You know, and prayerfully ask ourselves, what is God teaching me now? What is God showing me now? What is the lesson that I'm to learn from this moment that I find myself in now? Is it a lesson to grow? Is it a lesson to, to, to change? Is it a lesson to be transformed by his grace? Is that the lesson now? Or is it a lesson of action? Maybe God has something for you right now today that's great and glorious. Maybe it's a lesson of action. I don't know. I don't know, but I do know with Paul's life, it was no accident that he was where God had him in that moment. It wasn't. God had him exactly where he needed him for the moment he was in to make the difference he was making. So today, God has you where he has you. Maybe it's to learn. Maybe it's to grow. Maybe it's to act. Don't know. You might not know. So prayerfully listen. Prayerfully consider. Prayerfully pay attention to the Holy Spirit, seeing what it is that God has you today. And whether that position is to listen and grow or whether it's to act. Either way, be faithful. Be faithful what it is God's calling you to today. Tomorrow, we're going to pick up with verse six and we're going to see Paul give his testimony. And I love one of the joys of Acts is to see Paul give his testimony. So join us back tomorrow morning as we hear Paul's story. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. See you tomorrow.